This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. I read a shocking story yesterday in Wired about what the FBI is up to, and it reminded me that because the FBI can do something doesn't mean it should. I thought we lived in a constitutional republic. I've got a lot to talk about, uh, about that specific topic today and a whole lot more. Today's show brought to you by... ExpressVPN, thousands of my savvy listeners are protecting their online privacy with a VPN. Get one today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Very serious topic to open up the show. Uh, also, the dystopian surveillance state is here. Um, it's here now. It's here. It's not a cautionary tale. I'll explain what I mean in relationship to this FBI story and what's going on in China. Folks, elderly people have long been targeted by cyber thieves due to their stereotypes of being trusting and trusting everyone, being unsavvy when it comes to technology and having vast sums of money in their bank accounts. That's why they're targets. Common elderly scams involve Medicare coverage, online shopping, tech support, and charity. As with anyone, keeping their personal information secure online is a key to helping them avoid the elderly to avoid cybercrime. I had my identity stolen. was really awful. It took me six months to clean up. So it's really important to understand our cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your personal information gets exposed so often it makes it dangerously easy for a cybercriminal to steal your identity. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. I have it. You should get it too. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot in your own. Like a loan taken out in your name, crimes committed by thieves pretending to be you. If you do become a victim of identity theft like I was, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's easy to help you protect yourself with LifeLock. Join LifeLock now. Save up to 25% off your first year. It's a big saving. Go to LifeLock.com slash Bongino. That's LifeLock.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, for 25% off. Thanks, LifeLock. All right, Joseph, let's go. All right, Dano, it's showtime, baby. Yes. It is, man. And you know, Joe sees a lot of what's going on in that show prep email. Loaded show today. A lot to get to. FBI. The FBI, folks, is clearly no longer a law enforcement entity. They are now a narrative enforcement entity. Those are two completely different things. Law enforcement, narrative enforcement, law enforcement, narrative enforcement. Not the same thing. Red lines have been crossed here, folks. Red lines have been crossed with the FBI a long time ago. It's clear now. That what I've warned you about, the distinction between a totalitarian, authoritarian state where you have no civil liberties and a constitutional republic like we're supposed to live in here, where your civil liberties are protected by a constitution but granted to you by God. The distinction is this, folks. A law enforcement entity with the power to arrest you and take your life cannot, cannot investigate people in search of a crime. They can't say, I target Joe Armacost, Donald Trump, and Dan Bongino. I'm investigating them and I'll find the crime later. They cannot do that. They are supposed to investigate a crime Joe, Donald Trump, or Dan Bongino may have committed and then find us later after they investigate the crime. That's not the way any of this is supposed to work. Now, when I tell you this story from Wired Magazine, please tell me how this is investigating a crime in search of the people rather than investigating people first in search of the crime. You got to read this Wired story. It's in this outlet called Wired. It's in the newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. If you want to follow the newsletter, you can subscribe right there. It's free. Please read this story. It's not some right-wing outlet either. It just came out the other day. A peek inside the FBI's unprecedented January 6th geofence dragnet. Let me just sum it up for you, bottom line up front, so we don't bury the lead. If you were at that Stop the Steal rally and you had a phone that had an Android operating location device or something, you were probably sucked into a surveillance dragnet, whether you broke the law or not. Again, how is that investigating a crime in search of people? Now, I know a lot of you are going to say on the left, because I can already predict because you're totalitarian. Well, there was a crime. People broke into the Capitol. Okay, who? 
You have someone on tape, so why aren't you investigating them? Why are you investigating everybody who showed up and the overwhelming majority of whom were just expressing their constitutional right to assemble and they didn't like the results of the election? You know, they're allowed to do that. So why are you investigating them, people, investigating people in search of a crime? From this Wired uh, magazine piece, this Wired.com, this is this really shocking story. I spoke to FBI agent Kyle Serafin yesterday about it on my radio show. And he, t- he told us there's this unit within the FBI. Have you heard of this? The cast unit? It's a unit that uh, what they do is they, this is, they specialize in cell phone type surveillance and tracking. I'd never heard of this before. They talk about a geofence warrant from the Wired piece. They note that the FBI's biggest ever investigation, talking about January 6th, included the biggest ever haul of phones from geofence warrants. They note this, they found a filing that Google initially identified 5,723 devices as being in or near the Capitol during what they call here the riot. Only around 900 people have been so far charged with offenses relating to the siege. The filing suggests, listen to this. So again, if your phone was pinging at that Stop the Steal rally, regardless if you committed a crime or not, you were caught up in a geofence warrant. In other words, they were investigating people in search of a crime, not the other way around. Oh, yeah. Constitutional violation, <laughs> 10 yards, replay first. Thank you. Oh, dude. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Seriously, brother. This is serious stuff, folks. Yes, sir. The second part of this wired thing, the filing suggests that dozens of phones that were in airplane mode during the riot, airplane mode. So you think you're safe in airplane mode? Oh, my phone's not going to ping off a tower anywhere. The filing suggests dozens of phones in airplane mode or otherwise out of cell service. We're still caught up in the in the hall here. Nor could users erase their digital trails later. In fact, 37 people who attempted to delete their location data following the attacks were singled out by the FBI for greater, yes, greater scrutiny. So you show up there, you do nothing wrong. You don't want to be watched by the government because you're engaged in a a peaceful assembly, an overwhelming majority work. They don't want to be watched for the government because government has no damn right to watch you. If you find there's a crime committed, they should be investigated and they should find the people. If you were investigated but did nothing wrong, they were investigating you in search of a crime, not the other way around. Folks, this phone right here, this thing is a tracker, man. It's a beacon in your pocket. Airplane mode won't keep you safe. You need to understand, you read this piece, they explain it. The GPS tracking, a lot of that satellite tracking is going to work whether you have that mode on or not. Folks, we are living right now in this dystopian surveillance state. It's not the future. It's not a cautionary tale. We are living there right now. And if you are an innocent American looking to engage in peaceful assembly and protest in in, in the spirit of your politics and what you believe in and your ideology, I want you Understand right now, you better take action to secure yourself because you are and can be watched. Lord Acton was right. You give the FBI this power, they will get corrupted by it. Power corrupts and this absolute surveillance power corrupts absolutely. Just because they can do this doesn't mean they should. But they're doing it. And you need to respond appropriately. You have this thing on you, it's a tracking device. Make no mistake, and it will be used against you. Now, there was a public defender in this January 6th case who put a filing out objecting to this geofence warrant. There's an interesting part he puts in here. He says, in other words, the government sought identifying information for any device for which Google was 68% confident the device was somewhere within the geofence at a single moment during the four and a half hour period. The next line's killer, though. Again, the government equated presence to criminality. What did I tell you in the beginning? They were looking for people in search of a crime. They equated your presence. The overwhelming majority of people who were present 
and did nothing wrong. They equated, equated your presence, excuse me, with criminality, investigating people looking for a crime. That is what totalitarian regimes do and where they are right now. This is scary stuff, folks. Respond accordingly. Your government is going to attack your right to privacy. What's the difference, again, between totalitarian regimes and a constitutional republic? Not just the people in search of crimes rather than crimes in search of people, but also, what else? I've said it over and over. It's the ability to have a private self. A private self. Not everything you do is public. That is gone now. Everything you do can become public information like that because of beacons like this. And the dystopian surveillance future we're living in is going to get worse. The private self is already disappearing, folks. Respond accordingly. If you don't want to be watched, and I sure don't. And useful idiots in the media are ushering ushering this new era, this surveillance dystopia in, folks. You would think the media, the fourth estate, would be protecting us against government surveillance and violations of our constitutional liberties. Why? The media has got a specific carve-out themselves in the Constitution. Freedom of the press is specifically mentioned. You would think they would be our allies. They're not. They're our enemies. Do you notice how quiet they've been about the China surveillance state and the crackdown on their citizens protesting COVID, draconian COVID lockdowns? Yeah. Do you notice how quiet they've been about some of the other measures China's been taking to suppress dissent? Why? Because the media loves that. They want that model here. They're totalitarians too. I want you to listen to this clip from Tucker Carlson. Tanks in the streets in China? You haven't heard much about it. I hadn't either until I watched this clip last night. Check this out. Unless you read the Daily Mail, which is an English paper published online, you probably didn't know that Chinese President Xi Jinping sent tanks into a major city last night in order to put down protests against his rule. Virtually no American media outlets even acknowledged that that happened. And that's pretty weird if you think about it. Imagine, for example, that Hungarian leader Viktor Orban put tanks into Budapest to crush his political opponents. Would our media notice? (laughs) Oh, yeah, they would. It'd be on the front page of the New York Times. Morning Joe would lead with it. And keep in mind that Hungary is a very small country. It's got a GDP smaller than South Dakota's. China, by profound contrast, has the biggest economy in the world. China's our main global rival. It's a highly significant place. And yet somehow, no one in any newsroom in America noticed when Xi Jinping decided to replay Tiananmen Square. They just didn't see it, even though the pictures were on the internet. How's that possible? Media is not going to protect you, folks. Media is not going to highlight the dangers of the dystopian surveillance future we're living in now. It's up to people like me and you to spread the word on this. Combine the components I'm about to talk about into one big dystopian surveillance future and tell me how you'll escape their dragnet. Geofence warrants. Geofence warrants where the FBI can just put out a general warrant, prohibited by the Constitution, by the way. Put out a general warrant around us. Say a crime happens in downtown Chicago. They can put out a geofence warrant, what, for anybody within the uh, arena and space of that crime? How is that fair? You may have had nothing to do with it. You don't want the government knowing what you're doing, but they will. Combine a geofence warrant with central bank digital currencies. A central bank digital currency. Everything you you do to spend money will be tracked digitally. Everything. By a central bank and a government. Everything. I got more on that coming up in a minute. Combine that with biometrics. Retinal scans. Fingerprint scans. To access locations and places. Healthcare passports. Combine this all together. And we are in a dangerous dystopian surveillance future where you are going to be roped into things you may have not have intended to be roped into just because of your presence in an area. And it's going to dissuade people from going to things like political rallies in the future for fear of being scooped up like the January 6th protesters were at the Stop the Steal rally. These are not unintended consequences, folks. These are intended consequences of the new media big government symbiote. I want you to listen to this. Hat tip uh, James Melville. I found this on his account. This is a personal account of a man who claims to have visited China about what the central bank digital currency, China surveillance environment looks like right now and what they can and will do to you if you dare not to toe that line. 
This is important. Check this out. If you go to China, uh, they're piloting it uh, a few years ago in Shenzhen. So I lived overseas. If you go to Shenzhen, back in 2017, they already had facial recognition cameras there. So if you jaywalked in Shenzhen, they would immediately detect that and send you a notification. And they would deduct money from your what they call WeChat account. They, they use two main apps, WeChat and Alipay. So you can actually deduct your money directly from your account. This is four years ago. So this is not like some sort of conspiracy theory. It's not something that's going to happen 10 years into the future. This happened pre-corona in China. And so this system in China that exists, is extremely advanced. They can detect if it's a man or a woman. They can detect, they can guess your age. They can detect what kind of car model it is, who the manufacturer is. This is a sort of technology that we see in all these dystopian sort of films and whatever. And people keep putting it off and thinking that this is something that's going to happen later in my kid's lifetime or my grandkids. It's already here. And if this gets implemented anywhere, especially in a Western nation, it's not going away. Facial ID, folks, license plate cameras, digital currencies, vaccine passports, geofence warrants. This is all being done to suppress political speech in China. And it's being used here, that same geofence technology with facial ID, the same thing. There's no disputing that. You can dispute the intentions or the connections to Chinese Communist Party methodologies all you like. Fine. Fair. The fact that those techniques China uses to suppress political dissent are being used here are indisputable. Those are facts. The exact same technology. You can and you will be watched. Respond accordingly. I want you to listen to this. This is Bo Lee. Bo Lee was a former uh, People's Bank of China deputy governor, now works over at the IMF. I want you to listen to him talk about CBDCs, again, central bank digital currencies, digital money watched and controlled by government and government-sponsored entities, right? This digital money is the most dangerous surveillance tool you are ever going to hear about on the show. The most dangerous. Worse than license plate cameras, facial ID, because they can have you eradicated immediately by shutting down your ability to access resources through money by shutting your money off digitally. Listen to Bolin. I want you to pay very close attention how he uses the buzzy term at the end about financial inclusion. You see how the socialists will always use equity-based liberal terms to try to push surveillance tools as if this is some form of benevolence? They talk about welfare. He talks about food stamps, contracts, how you can shut all this stuff off or turn it on. You think that's inclusion? Sounds more like exclusion to me. Take a listen to this. The third way we think CBDC can improve financial inclusion is through what we call programmability. That is, CBDC can allow government agencies and private sector players to program, to create smart contracts, to allow targeted policy functions. For example, welfare payment. For example, consumption coupon. For example, food stamp. By programming CBDC, those money can be precisely targeted for what kind of people can own and what kind of use this money can be utilized, for example, for food. So this potential programmability can help government agencies to precisely target their support to those people who need support. So that way can also improve financial inclusion. This is such an important clip. Do you understand why not just his explanation of how they're going to use and potentially abuse digital currencies, geofence warrants, and everything else to watch you? It's important because these IMF folks and these collectivists like Bo Lee, they're not stupid. Did you guys catch what he did there? What he's trying to do is he's trying to incorporate into his movement the social justice warrior right. useful idiots out there. So he uses language to impart a surveillance state upon you. And ironically, the people at the lower end of the spectrum, income spectrum, will suffer the most. He uses flowery social justice language to sell you on being watched all the time. He goes, oh, this could be great. I mean, we could program it for welfare oh, and yeah. give people food stamps. Oh, this is good. Oh, Contracts. Yeah. So if you're poor, you won't have to pay for a lawyer. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Love it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, this sounds great. And then he uses the buzzy social justice word term. Oh, it's all about financial inclusion. You think any of this is by accident? The government he taketh knows, away, dude. Taketh away. They, they Yes. And he knows. He knows. This guy knows. He's globalist. No. The only way to bring pressure from the useful idiot liberal blue checkmark crowd is to use the language of equity. Yep. Which is bull. They are coming for you first. What's going to happen is rich people who don't want to be surveilled are going to find a way to squirrel their money away into assets they can exchange. Unbelievable how people are falling for this. I got another video coming up in a minute here of a woman, uh, Sorella Moore, I think her name is, warning about these CBDCs too. And I got a lot more to get to. Elon Musk, big, big revelation about, I'm telling you what's going on here with Hunter Biden, Elon Musk and the White House. It, the story is almost hard to believe. Uh, Omaha Steaks, folks, I've been in Omaha Steaks household for a long time, way before they were a sponsor of the show because the food is absolutely delicious and it's priced incredibly. Folks, the holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, delicious, Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of uh, gifting and make you a holiday hero. And you'll eat good too. Go to omahasteaks.com, use code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, at checkout to get $30 off your order. Send an assortment of mouthwatering favorites guaranteed to impress, like their legendary butcher's cut filet mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, geese favorite, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Bongino at checkout. Every steak and every entree is backed by our unconditional 100% money-back guarantee. Omaha Steaks, a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable, delicious bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Bongino at checkout and get an extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. omahasteaks.com, promo code Bongino. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. I want you to listen to this. This is the last portion of this block, but an important one. This is a woman who warns about this stuff all the time. She has a number of video channels out there. I saw this again on that uh, social feed. She's talking about the dangers, again, of these central bank digital currencies and the surveillance state we're living in right now and what this would mean for you. There are Republicans pushing this stuff, too. It's not just Democrats. It's a big deal. We can stop it. There's still time. Check this out. In China, the government is already able to program what its citizens can and cannot spend their money on. Over the last few years, they've limited millions of people's ability to buy things like train tickets, passports and luxury goods. They're able to do this because of China's intense social credit system that links each person's identity and actions to their bank account, allowing the government to see and to control everything a citizen does with their money. And it seems like the West is paying attention. In nations like Sweden, South Africa and Canada, trials of programmable central bank currencies are already underway. In fact, almost half of the world's nations are at some stage of implementing this kind of programmable money, meaning no matter where in the world you live, this technology is likely only a few years away. Folks, this is spreading around the world. She's not kidding. There are other countries using China as a role model. Yes, a role model. Just listen to Klaus Schwab, the Great Reset guy, wrote a book called Literally the Great Reset head of the World Economic Forum, very influential globalist. I just played it earlier in the week on the Monday show. I read to you his quote about China being a role model. They love this stuff. The media loves it too, as long as it can be used to surveil their enemies and attack them and imprison them and shut them up. Think about the penalty for a central bank digital currency. You're in China, you want to get out, you want to buy a plane ticket and escape, good luck. They think you're an insurgent, an insurrectionist in China. Let's shut that right down. How the hell are you going to move around if you can't spend money? No, think about it. Oh, I'll buy a bike. 
Good luck. I'll buy gas. Good luck. I'll rent the car. Oh, can't do that either. What are you going to do? Walk? They're doing this on purpose because control is their agenda. Control has always been their agenda. And information control at the top of their control pyramid is the most important type of control. And what is a CBDC? It's information about what you're doing, what you're buying, who you're buying things for, where you work, how much you earn, where you donate your money. Information control is everything to them. That's why they're freaking out over Elon Musk. But there's another reason. Elon Musk, one of the world's richest men, took over Twitter, promised a more free speech-oriented platform. The leftist meltdown has not stopped since. Here's what's really going on. Discussed it a little bit yesterday and on my radio show. Here's what I'm hearing from some folks in D.C. Very familiar with the swamp, but not incorporated in it. The White House is freaked out. The White House specifically. The left is freaked out over a lot of things. The left hates free speech. You get the point. They don't want, you know, they want conservatives censored on Twitter. We've already addressed a lot of that. The White House specifically is furious right now because Elon Musk is about to release the hound. Cry havoc and let loose the dogs. That's what he's about to do. He's about to release, as you can see in this post-millennial article, be in my newsletter again. Musk promised he would make public the behind-the-scenes conversations at Twitter in 2020 regarding the social media giant's decision to censor the New York Post report on the contents of Hunter's laptop. Not as it kind of makes sense why the White House is saying, we're going to keep an eye. Reminds me of uh, uh, the Meet the Parents. I got my eye on you, Fokker. That's with an O. This, why do you think the White House has their eye on Fokker, Elon? Why do you... Because they're freaked out about the information getting out there. They, they, they don't want free speech either. They want that crush. But this is what has the White House specifically freaked out. Folks, how this isn't a conflict of interest is just stunning. I get it hierarchy over hypocrisy. But I ask you, I hate doing this, but just for a moment to imagine if this was a story about Donald Trump, Donald Trump, corruptly operating a business with Don Jr. Story drops. The story is then censored. And then a liberal billionaire goes and takes over, say what, True Social, and demands they expose it. And then uh, Donald Trump gets reelected and crushes that effort. The stories about tyranny and oligarchy and monarchy and fascism and Nazism would be endless. But again, the media loves this. They worship this stuff. Now, here's part two to this. Part one, the White House is trying to stop Elon from letting the Hunter Biden stuff get out there in the uh, Twitter ecosystem. Part two is just as bad. Is the government using Apple? Yes, Apple of the of iPhone fame. Is the government using Apple as a vehicle whether by wink and nod, tacitly or openly, to threaten Elon Musk will pull Twitter from the app store, which would crush Twitter traffic instantly, like they did with Parler. I was there for that. It's in my next book. You can get the scoop on that, what I lived through with that. Is the government winking and nodding at Apple to get them to threaten Elon Musk with the app in the app store to stop Elon from releasing the Hunter Biden stuff? Why haven't we seen it yet? Elon said he would release it a couple days ago. Is there something going on behind the scenes? Ron DeSantis had something to say about this yesterday. Apple, and he's, he's talking about two things here. Apple, and I'll get to it in a second, this town hall article about it. Apple updated an app in, to assist, what, according to reports, the Chinese Communist Party. They have a statement on it too, I'll give you both sides, uh, by pulling an app and an airdrop feature while simultaneously threatening, according to Elon Musk, Twitter, with Twitter being pulled down because of free speech here. Listen to DeSantis. Check this out. The old regime in Twitter, their response was to try to just suffocate the dissent. And, and, and Elon Musk knows that's not a winning formula. And so he's uh, providing free speech. And so if Apple responds to that uh, by nuking them from, from the App Store, you know, I think that that would be a huge, huge mistake. 
And it would be a really raw exercise of monopolistic power that I think would merit a response uh, from, from the United States Congress. And so uh, don't be a vassal of the CCP on one hand and then use your corporate power in the United States on the other to suffocate Americans and try to suppress their right to express themselves. And so I'm glad I'm glad things are changing at Twitter. You know, this is why I, I, when I when I when I hear from leftists and libs, I tell them, listen, you know, cotton out of your ears, stick it in your mouth. You have zero credibility with me at all. What we've been told about liberals from time immemorial is what, Joe? Oh, my gosh. They, they hate monopolies and concentrated yeah. big business. They're in it for the little guy. That is crap. That is garbage. That is junk. Apple has the purest monopoly possible to upload an app on iPhone. You have to go through the Apple App Store. It's plain and simple. An overwhelming number of people in the United States, millions have the story. To get an app, they say yes or no. It is the very definition of a monopoly. They can crush your business like they did with Parler like that. I was there. I was there. It is a very definition of a monopoly. Liberals claim they want to fight. Why don't they want to fight it? One, because they're frauds. And second, because Apple is using that leverage to keep information silent and quiet, at least according to Elon Musk's allegations. Folks, the story gets even worse. I'm going to get to that in a second, how it results in COVID misinformation spreading, how people are now former government officials and people openly threatening people, government officials now too. This is scary. And I'll show you that town hall article about what they're doing in China. Folks, prepare today. Get yourself emergency food, enough to support all of your loved ones. America's food supply chain depends on trucks having diesel to run on. The current fuel shortage could seriously get worse in the weeks ahead. Are you prepared if you can't buy food at your local grocery stores? I am. I have a lot of this stuff. You should get it too. Emergency food. Smart. Better to have it, not need it, than need it, not have it. Panic buying means your shelves will be empty fast. Don't take a chance. Get yourself emergency food now. It's fast. It's easy and affordable when you go to preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. You'll find a special discount for My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's largest preparedness company and a loyal sponsor of the show. Right now, you'll save $250 on My Patriot Supply's three-month emergency food kit, which is packed with delicious breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. The kit will get you through the tough times ahead, now or up to 25 years from now. Get enough for each of your loved ones so you don't run out. Go to preparewithdan.com right now and save big. It's their lowest price since 2019. You'll get fast, free shipping too. Save $250 on emergency food today. Here's the website. Do it today. Don't wait. Go to preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. Preparewithdan.com. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So this is a pure monopoly by Apple using a weaponized app store to threaten to pull apps they don't like or that the government doesn't like off of the app store. It is a monopoly in the purest of terms. It is grotesquely anti-competitive behavior. Now, the problem with this is when you are pressured by the government and there's a lawsuit going on right now over just this, Eric Schmidt and some Republican attorney general, when you are pressured by the government to pull information down, when that information doesn't fit your narrative, Remember, I opened up the show today talking about narrative enforcement. Stuff like this happens. Another article you can read by Greg Piper in Just the News in my newsletter today. The CDC knew that the COVID vaccine was associated with myocarditis, but left it off post-vaccine surveys. Now, you probably would have known that on Twitter if Elon Musk was in charge earlier before there was a COVID policy to shoot down narratives they didn't like. Folks, they're doing this stuff out in the open right now. I want you to see this tweet uh, from this uh, guy. He says he worked uh, for uh, the, uh, the administration here. 
So CNN has a tweet up talking about how Twitter will no longer enforce its longstanding COVID misinformation policy, which ironically led to misinformation spreading about things like myocarditis risk, right? So this guy, Jeremy Conendick, his verified account, he subtweets it and says, farewell to Twitter's healthcare ad revenue. In other words, you either spout the administration's COVID misinformation policies, hiding myocarditis, telling you things about the vaccine that aren't true, or we're going to have a problem. Well, who was this guy? Well, I'm just reading his bio here. Former COVID lead for 46. 46. Referencing the 46th president of the United States. They're doing it out in the open, man. They're not, they're not hiding. They're not hiding it. It's right there, right in front of your face. Folks, it's getting worse. And the same Apple threatening Twitter if they don't enforce government COVID misinformation mandates and all this other crap. The very same Apple, according to this town hall article, is coming to the aid of the Chinese Communist Party amid the protests. What are they doing? Have you seen this story? There's a feature. Are you, are you a tech? I'm not a big techie to be candid with you, but there's a feature on iPhones called AirDrop where you can take a photo and the phone's in the area. You can AirDrop it and it doesn't require the use of uh, internet tools like, say, an email would. It's a way to spread information quickly. So it's alleged, and Apple says no, that this is, they, they cited a Bloomberg article, this was going to happen anyway. But this was the airdrop feature. I want to show you this picture before the update that only happened in China. So you can airdrop to everyone in your area. If you're watching on Rumble, you can see the picture. If you're listening on audio, airdrop used to say contacts only, where to send a picture, picture receiving off, meaning you don't want anything airdropped. Some people send you like nasty pics or something on a train. That was happening a lot. And then you could airdrop it to everyone. Here's after the update. Same thing, receiving off, contacts only. But the bottom says you can airdrop it to everyone, but only for 10 minutes as a way to keep protesters from airdropping information around in a limited time frame to keep the protests from spreading. Is this what Apple's up to? I guess we'll see, won't we? Folks, the uh, war on our children, I'm going to move on here. It's continuing. If you listen to the radio show yesterday, the radio show was um, was a was a was an interesting experience. Joe, you've been in live radio a hell of a lot longer than me by a factor of uh, twenty to twenty five at yeah. this point. Yeah, wow. But wouldn't you agree, live radio is it's just um, it's a different energy. I love the podcast because we can do deeper dives. We can take breaks when we want, uh, and it's really under my control. We can say what we so want. Has, yeah. There's yeah, no governor. It has its advantages. No FCC rules. The podcast, and it's always going to be my favorite. Right. But I've got to tell you, live radio has been growing on me too because the energy is a little different knowing that at least in live time, there's no censor. Now, there may be one later if you say something and you get a fine or they drop you, but they haven't done that yet. And yesterday was a pretty deep show. I, I didn't intend to go on for an hour about this war on children. But it really got under my skin. A lot of things happened to me when I was younger. I discussed them on the radio show yesterday. Uh, and nothing you know, horrible, but it was enough to put a scare in me. And as a former police officer and a federal agent, the societal push by the left right now to sexualize our kids, I'm talking about young kids, kindergartners, first graders, of all the things that are in my craw and scare the living out of me, this is it. What is the purpose of a collective group of people calling themselves a country or a society if we can't protect our kids? What's the purpose? What's the point? I don't want to be associated with any group of people or any landmass called a country if that country is going to sexualize its kids. I want nothing to do with it. I'd rather take my chances up in the mountains by myself. You know, when, when, when you're a and for those EMS, fire, police officers, and social workers out there, psychologists, mental health professionals, doctors, you get the point. Those of you who have seen a kid who has been violated sexually, this is hard stuff to talk about, folks, and I understand that. If you have to tune out, I get it. But I've seen that. When you see that, and you see their you know, empty, almost doll-like eyes because they're so 
shocked and stunned at what happened to them because they don't understand it. Those kids will never, ever be the same. The idea of associating physicality through sexual interaction and love and emotion and caring is a very complicated, complex process. It takes a long time. We're not dogs. We don't age in seven years. To do that to kids, you've emptied their souls out. You've destroyed them forever. And the fact that we're not choosing not to protect our kids and just destroying these kids' lives is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. I encourage you, if you have Fox Nation, they have the library, to listen to that segment on the radio show yesterday. It was, the feedback was just enormous because I just don't see the point. The proudest moment I'll ever have as a conservative is that we are on the other side of this the drag queen story hour, efforts to groom kids, using them as sex objects. My proudest moment is now. What made me think of this this morning? I saw this pop in the Daily Mail. Exclusive. Thousands of convicted pedophiles in California are being released from prison in less than a year. We're talking about rapists. People found guilty of sodomy and sexual abuse of kids under 14. Folks, you've got to see some of this data here. It's just disturbing. 7,000 sex offenders convicted of lewd or lascivious acts with a child under 14 released the same year they were convicted. We've got to stand up, folks. Goes back to my theory about voting these people out. There's George Gascon, these other Soros-funded prosecutors. That Sadly, it's not bad enough yet. Sadly, and I do mean sadly in the most profound way, it is not bad enough yet. These 7,000 pedophiles, not all of them, but a lot of them are going to prey on kids again. God forbid one of these is yours. It's not bad enough yet. I wish we could change this, but you can keep voting in more of this stuff. And this is what happens. Sorry, I was a little heavy. Uh, let me take a break here. Um, next, I want to get to this too, that the race essentialism and division. And it's not just the uh, George Soros prosecutors and this uh, anti-police attitude that is causing a really dangerous situation in the streets. It's also this race essentialism that's causing danger for you in the operating room and in your doctor's office. It's that bad. Folks, it's the Christmas and holiday season. Time for gift giving, parties with friends and family, and getting compliments everywhere you go and looking years younger thanks to GenuCell. Listen, don't just take my word for it. Uh, trust Paul on this one. Amazing products that truly work. She wears it. And GenuCell products make for the perfect gift this holiday season. She uses it. From now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package is 70% off at GenuCell.com slash Dan. Treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. See those troubling forehead wrinkles, fine lines, skin redness, pesky bags and puffiness, and yes, even a sagging jawline. Disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's most popular collection. With its immediate effects, see results in less than 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. And included in every most popular package is your free hyaluronic acid serum for skin. For skin hydration, it'll restore your youthful appearance, looking younger. So we all want that, right? Visit GenuCell.com slash Dan now. Enter my special code, Dan. For an additional 10% off your entire order. Every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping. It's a great deal. Check them out. The website's genucel.com slash Dan, G-E-N-U-C-E-L. Genucel.com slash Dan, genucel.com slash Dan. You're going to love it, as Paula. All right, back to the show. So it's not just the war on our children, which is absolutely unforgivable. I'm not going to let it go. You shouldn't let it go. No society's worth saving that can't protect its kids. It's just not. We're all better off on our own. Get away from these people at that point. Really, the quickest thing you can do with a society like that is get the hell away from it. Folks, the effort by liberals to resegregate and classify society by race is just as pernicious. This is so troubling. I saw this story in Fox News. CRT, critical race theory which classifies people by race and encourages racism against people who are white by classifying them as privileged, judging them by their skin color. This is creeping its way into our top medical schools now, too. Critical race theory ideas found in mandatory programs at 58 of the top 100 U.S. medical schools. Folks, I got bad news for you. We're losing this fight right now. We can turn it around, and we will. 
I think the Balenciaga scandal that I talked about, that fashion brand with the disgusting child ads, I, I, I think I'm convinced that may have been a turning point on that front. We're getting to the turning point here now, too, with the University of Florida incident with this. This critical race theory creeping into medical schools is absolutely unacceptable. Can you imagine what comes next after this? Don't play this down. If race essentialism, in other words, the idea that you should judge a patient as a doctor by race first and their health status second and violate the Hippocratic Oath of do no harm is so freaking dangerous, you might as well throw the whole medical field out the window if this is going to happen. Think about what this could lead to if our doctors and hospital administrators are taught in medical school and healthcare programs that white privilege and race essentialism comes before healthcare. What happens in an emergency room? Have you thought this through? You walk into an emergency room, you happen to be white, there's Hispanic, Asian, and black patients in there, you're the sickest, you get treated last. Ladies and gentlemen, don't laugh. Don't laugh. None of this is funny. None of this is funny. That's exactly the end result of what happens here. Segregation by race. This is really serious stuff. I got a lot more to get to, so... Uh... We got to wait. The Balenciaga thing again, I think, is a turning point on the sexualization of kids. I hope so. I'm waiting to see the turning point in this. I thought it was the San Francisco school board incident where they were all kicked out, but I'm not sure. Keep the fight up and keep the spirit in you. You're on the right side of the arc of history. I promise you. I promise you. I want to go back to what I was discussing initially this dystopian surveillance future we're living in right now. One of the things I've warned you about repeatedly was COVID was going to be a vehicle for them to engage in this great reset. They've written books about it. They talk about it all the time. Resetting society towards a more surveillance-oriented, top-down authoritarian future. Wall Street Journal has an article about it right here. Folks, China is the role model. They use COVID as a vehicle to pass mandates and watch you. Look at this. Read this article, please. Not a newsletter because it's subscription only, but if you have a Wall Street Journal subscription, read this. China COVID protesters become targets of Beijing surveillance state. You got to scroll down a little bit, but you'll see this screenshot. Listen to this very closely. COVID was a vehicle for them. They note that under Xi Jinping, China expanded its ability to track the movements and activities of its citizens. While it didn't stop the protests from breaking out, the security apparatus has begun to lean in on them to prevent protests from spreading. Besides hundreds of millions of cameras, some equipped through facial recognition, the line city streets, police can also access detailed mobile phone and social media data. It shows the locations of people at a given time. Here's the kicker. The Chinese government has enhanced these capabilities over the past two years as part of contact tracing efforts to control the spread of the virus. You are not wasting your time here. COVID was a vehicle for them. It was a crisis they were never going to let go to waste in an effort to expand their surveillance state and their role model, quote from Klaus Schwab, is China. I want to move on. Project Veritas, folks. You've been following Project Veritas? Now that they got their uh, uh, Twitter feed back, I saw this pop last night. It is amazing. The open border, another goal, a goal of these great resetters. They love the idea of a, a border that's just a suggestion, not a border. The whole idea of the great reset to them is to have borders broken down so that state, uh, so that uh, so that uh, capitalist uh, capitalist states are going to finance socialist states. The idea that you can leave a non-productive economy and just walk across a border and take advantage of the fruits of labor in a capitalist country and impoverish that country in many cases by taking benefits from it is a goal of this Great Reset crowd as well. They want a more global society. They talk about globalism all the time. But there's a penalty to this illegal immigration. Project Veritas got a whistleblower on tape. This is really shocking. Talking about how the United States government is trafficking kids. Kids. You see how this is all tying together? Trafficking kids to sex traffickers' homes for them to get pimped out so that people can do things to them to pay off trafficking debts. This is just hor horrible. Listen, listen to this. The tax dollars of people who are listening are paying to put children in the hands of criminals. I said, I need to make you aware. And they said, Tara, 
we don't get sued by traffickers. A government whistleblower has stepped forward to Project Veritas to detail her harrowing experience at the Department of Health and Human Services. In 2021, this whistleblower volunteered to assist HHS with the placement of unaccompanied minors and was deployed to the Migrant Emergency Intake Site in Pomona, California. There, she witnessed the agency failing these children, as she puts it, doing the work of the cartels on your tax dollars. These vulnerable children, we care for them, we clothe them, we feed them. With your dollars and my dollars, we fly that product directly to the trafficker. God forbid it's sex trafficking. Project Veritas embarked on a nine-month investigation across the country to corroborate our whistleblower's claims. So he attempted to traffic children, and he's still at address in Texas. Yes, we have 44 unaccompanied children at that address. We have 25 unaccompanied children at that address. War on children, information control. They don't want you to hear about any of this stuff. That's why Project Veritas was banned on Twitter. Oh, but now they're back. War on Elon. See how this whole thing ties together? They don't give a damn about these kids. They're tools for them. That kids are being abused sexually means nothing to them. Open borders means everything. Open borders are them, again, for a way, for them, to make sure the global population can move into liberty-loving, freedom-oriented countries that have rules at the border, break those rules down, and have them take advantage of the benefits paid by those who engage in entrepreneurial enterprise. None of this is new. They don't want a legal immigration process because it takes time. They want an illegal one. Just listen to them talk. All of this, folks, revolves around information control and their ability to suppress stories just like that one about what they're actually up to. Frightening show today, Dan. Frightening. I, I mean, I, I stuff's got to be said, but it's frightening. No, I know. And I think, I think the kids' stuff is by far the worst. Awful. But the fact that they're succeeding in and I, I do, I think we've reached a turning point. I do, at least on that. It's being done through information control bothers me. And this is why I'm going to end the show with this one. Remember this story we talked about a few weeks ago, guys? El American. Uh, George Soros, a Soros-backed entity, was looking to purchase 18 Spanish-language radio stations, uh, specifically in the Florida area. Yeah, why? yeah. Because they were in Spanish. They were very popular stations. They were calling out socialism. So the left's idea is, buy them up. Well, that got approved. You can read this in the newsletter today. Soros victory, FCC greenlights the purchase of conservative radio stations. Now, it's not an excuse for failure here. Now we need to double down. Now we need to put pressure on these stations not to dump their conservative anti-socialism content. If they do, we just tune them out. And we go and do our own thing, too. No excuse to give up. All right, big show today, folks. There's a lot in there, a lot to digest. Uh, but I think if you listen to today's show, probably more so than even uh, the library we've had in the last few weeks, it sums up kind of where we are, the fights ahead, and what we need to defeat. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check out the radio show later. I got Ken Buck on talking about this Apple monopoly. And please subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, and on Rumble. Thank you for getting us to 2.5 million subscribers on Rumble. Rumble.com slash Bongino. That was fast. We really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.